Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Personally, seen them. Have you have you guys seen the new Star Trek? What, the one, the, that, um, the, the Discovery, yeah, CBS, the CBS yeah. All Access. Yeah. No, I haven't seen yeah, Star I, Trek Discovery. I don't think anybody's watching it. Um, I don't know. I've heard some people really dig it, so I'm not. All like the guys I said, I'm, I trust, I'm reserving judgment. All the guys that I listen to that I trust for reviews judgment. and shit say that they don't touch it with a ten foot pole. You're not talking about the Picard, is it the Picard or another? No, no, the other one, Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek Discovery, yeah. Picard was supposed to be okay for a few episodes, but now they're complaining about it. The same ones are going, nah, it's bad. But I don't know. How can it be bad with Patrick Stewart at Serpent? No, no, (laughs) I know. Because he's like the raddest human ever. Because the writers, the people that write that shit nowadays, they're just not. They're not as talented as as the prior generations. I mean, look what they right. did to Star Wars. I mean, Jet. And and you realize the, you sound like a grandpa, right? It's just not very. It's not <laughs> well written. It's, just, it's not well written. All right. Um, Back in my day. Did, did you see? Like, did you see Rise of Skywalker? Because I didn't. I, I haven't I seen it. it. I saw it. You know, I, I well, I liked it. Out of out of the trilogy, out of that new trilogy, it was the best one. Okay. I think it was. I think it yeah, was too. Actually, it was the best I one. I liked it a lot. We but saw they, it in the theater. But they had fucked up that middle one so bad that it, it really <laughs> couldn't. Cover. It really couldn't recover. Although um, I didn't mind the second one. 
Did yeah. we t- did we cover this on the last time we were on the show? We were talking about yeah. We, prob- we probably we probably did. We probably yeah. Did. I don't know if we talked about the third one though because <laughs> I don't think I've had you on since it came out. Basically, what happened is JJ retconned that middle one, and in the third one, he tried to pack two movies worth of damn story into it. So he acted like the second one didn't exist. Basically. Well, sort of, but not some stuff carried from the second one. Very little. You could actually not watch that middle one. Just go from the first one to the third one and you'd have a story. But the second movie is is jumbled. Not. Well, you know, there's no spoilers. Palpatine just shows up out of nowhere. And and it was cool, though. It was I thought it was pretty cool, but there wasn't. Two movies of backstories to build up his appearance. Yeah, it's just right. like it's like they pulled that out of their ass at the fucking last minute. How are we going right. to this? That's 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 what I've heard. I haven't seen the movie, so it's like, how are we going to save this? And then they <laughs> said, "Well, okay, we can do it like this. Yeah. They'll buy that." And then they didn't really. I like uh, it. It was okay. Out of the out of the three, it was the best one. I think. It but you know been- what? Throw episode, throw the first one and the and, and the second one away, and just watch that third one on its own like a standalone. And it makes more sense if you ask me. Really? Yeah. I'd have to watch it again to see what yeah. you're talking about. But yeah. Yeah. So I'll ask you this, guys. This is not a topic that you've covered on the show, but since we were going to talk about this, uh, I'll get your thoughts on. So. Uh, Serfiel, you watched, did you, we were preparing to have Gerard Williams on, but did you watch that? You watched that movie, didn't you? The, yeah, yeah, the Grey Wolf movie? Okay. Um, so I'll get your thoughts on this, guys. What do you think about the possibility of Hitler surviving World War II and living and dying in Argentina? What's your thoughts on that? Well, you want to go on that first, Jenny? I do not think that happened, no. Okay. Well, I lived in Brazil, and uh, ran. I know. In, I know that a lot of um, yeah, I ran into a lot of. Ex, I ran into a lot of the children, the chi- I mean, grandchildren of ex sure. But I don't know. I just. I, I don't. There was some shit that sounded very interesting about about that. That maybe that could happen. There were some people that t- that that could swear up and down that they that they knew him and talked about him. That he had started an entirely new life. That he had gotten remarried, and mm-hmm. that um, he totally turned his back on all that, and that, and 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 that um, he was that's messed up. That he was there living on his own with kind of like like a housekeeper and a and a and a private nurse, and I think he was working as a doctor, if I remember correctly. Oh, from- yeah. There's a- <laughs> Is that- oh, so, so, th- so there's two there's there's two different. Um, schools of thought on that yeah what the one you're talking about is they think that he lived in indonesia yeah like married married an indonesian woman and was working as a doctor that's That's what um that's right that's what peter lavenda talks about that uh and then there's the other school of thought that he survives world war ii of course he would have survived world war ii the, the first one but he survives World War II, and he gets taken to Argentina in a submarine, and he lives down there. And, and this whole the whole idea behind this like documentary, and you can find it on uh, Amazon Prime, is that 
he had lived down there and Martin Borman was there too. He survived yeah, well, the war too. Yeah, well, he and, did. Yeah. Yeah. So because because there's some real debate on Martin Borman because they found a skull but it was a woman's yeah. skull or something like that. And so that that it was just Martin Borman just kind of steadily took the reins of power and just like, you know, cuz they had to keep Hitler safe and yeah. and he got like kind of sidelined and he just kind of died sad and alone in like 1962 or something. Mm-hmm. So you watched the the movie Serfiel, what did you think about that? Um, I just the my main point with it was that I just don't know how someone could keep that secret, like because there's like just there's servant people, maids, all kinds of people who see the guy, and it's like how could that, especially with the ticket Mossad would have had for him? I mean, I don't I don't see how that could have been kept a secret. Like for people yeah. to actually see well, him. Or, well, yeah, somebody that high profile. I mean, I could see how it could happen with maybe the lower level. Yeah, guys, but well, but I guess you know we have similar <laughs> circumstances in like I mean Osama bin Laden was you know at large for that long, so yeah. Yeah. maybe if it's a sympathetic enough uh, population, you know. I think you have to consider is Juan Peron and and the Perones. They kind of had a deal worked out with all the ex Nazis. They helped them rebuild their air force, and they were protecting the ex Nazis, and they did for their entire life. They had little private communities down there. And um, because South America really had no beef with uh, with the Nazis, they didn't really care about this uh, uh, concentration camp stuff. They just didn't. And, you know, they were like, well, these guys weren't in the concentration camps working and pulling the trigger, you know, that kind of stuff. That's just the way they looked at it. And um, they they had valuable services that they could give to uh, to the Perones and the Argentine government at the time. And it wasn't just them. I mean, we had Operation Paperclip. We were taking them all in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and so were the Russians. You know, all the important Nazis lived good lives after the after the war. They were working for Seems one like superpower. Hitler actually, Hitler actually being alive, though, would be more of a threat or Hitler being around would be more of a threat to all those people trying to survive and blend in. I mean, then you got just the big guy himself around that just doesn't seem like it'd be a, it'd be good for anybody. Well, there's some problems with the Hitler surviving theory that, you know, first of all, he was in really bad health. He was addicted to a lot of painkillers. He was, he was, he was a morphine addict. He, um, was also on meth, you know, his, his private doctor gave him something called Vita Moulton B, which was like the shit of Russian peasants mixed with fucking, Meth. So he was taking that. They were also, <laughs> they were shit also, meth. yeah. His, his, shit, shit meth. Yeah, his doctor's name was Dr. Morell, and he was just a real quack. But he was also injecting him with methamphetamines, too, to get him up, to wake him up, put him in back into action. And it also kind of like he had bad symptoms of Parkinson's disease towards the end of his life. And it's believed it, that he may have had syphilis in remission or third stage syphilis that's what i heard and it and it get it makes you very lizard like if you come up with something you cannot reverse an idea which that sounds a lot like the way he was especially towards the end of his life he wouldn't reverse his own decisions even if those decisions were obviously bad yeah and that's a sign of that 
So even had he survived the war, he wouldn't have lived for very long. But here's the thing. I think another thing that kind of puts the, puts the nail in that coffin. It wasn't really in Hitler's character to run. He wasn't like that. He was actually brought up on all these Wagnerian operas and he had all this uh, honor system and honor code and he was willing to die for what he believed in. He was uh, a right. true believer. Yeah, the, the kind of like Goddard Dammerung. Exactly. Kind of stuff. Go, go down in a blaze of glory. glory go, yeah. yeah. It was the twilight of the gods. Mm. He was, you know, right. out of that shit. You know, we're talking about Ragnarok. So uh, when the Russians were moving in on him, no, nah, he, he wasn't going to be taken alive and he wasn't going to run. He definitely didn't want to be dragged around in a damn cage and put on trial and be under somebody else's thumb. The, so the stories that his driver and his guys told about him and his wife committing suicide and the way that they did it, that sounds more like what Hitler would have done. I, I don't think he would have run because ha if he had run, that would have been in, 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 I guess you could call it Nazi thinking. I don't really like to call it Nazi thinking. It was just more of traditional German thinking. The way they were is that you, when you failed, you it was like like a captain going down with a ship. Yeah, right. you were supposed to die along with your failure. He'd even given orders out to the SS to basically kill all the Germans. Yeah, kill all the Germans. We they are unfit to live. We're all because we lost. We yeah. lost, and they were even going out and fucking blowing up all the dams and the power plants. And he says, "Let the enemy have nothing from us." Yeah, you know, burn it all down. The Germanic. And like I said, I don't like to say Nazi. It's a traditional Germanic philosophy that came from like um, Arthur Schopenhauer and Friedrich Nietzsche. That 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 uh, train of thought. The traditional way was is if you could not control something, it was better to go down and and to die than to give up to relinquish control right. over to something else. Yeah. In other words, uh, if you can't run it, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> die you know and that's just the way they think yeah they were yeah, very was... very much like bushido i was like just some, gonna say like 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 yeah. like, like, the, like like a like a japanese samurai like committing i have failed i commit suku right yeah. yeah they're like that yeah well but what do you think about the idea of you know a bunch of them wanting to get out of there and create this financial empire and kind of that that fourth reich idea especially in places like argentina places like franco spain i mean do you, do you believe that kind of that fourth reich theory that this big organized um financial thing got started no no i, I think they just went and they worked for the governments of the countries that they ran to kind of like operation paperclips and then over a few generations, they just married into the local population because I knew some of those guys. Growing up in Brazil, I knew guys that were descendants of the runaway Nazis. And they were just, they, their parents were Brazilians, but they were now Americans, which that's some wild shit. Can yeah, I this say that runaway Nazis would be yeah. a great band name? Runaway Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, that, that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand about like Brazil yeah. is like when you get to the South, of yeah, Brazil, like, it's there's a, yeah, there's a lot of German, like German yeah. towns, like right. cities there. So, so Nazis ran to a place like Brazil. They became German or they became Brazilians. Okay. Uh, in citizenship. 
And then the next generation after that, they were successful and they would kind of weasel their way into American citizenship. You know what I mean? And then some of them immigrated back into the United States. But you got to understand, are you going to hold a kid responsible for something that the grandfather did? That's what I mean. You it's can't totally do illegal. That. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, right. I, don't, I don't agree with a lot of the yeah. stuff that my grandfather yeah. believed and that he yeah. said. They had nothing to do with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It had nothing to do with what their grandparents did. And that's one of the problems with, you know, I don't think Israel would take revenge on a grandchild or a, or a child of, of a Nazi, even though... Even though, let's say, like that second generation, even though they were Brazilians, they were still technically, I guess you could say philosophically, they were they were Nazis. Hmm. But they Although, were Brazilian in, Nazis. in a way, though, you can't really, it, you know, I know it's people are kind of into that because of the whole biblical sins of the fathers thing. But I do not politically agree with either of my parents. Mm -hmm. So you have to like take right. that into consideration like just because like the kid just because their parents were nazis yeah for example that doesn't mean that they yeah. agree with that shit but i went to school with this kid man and i went to his house yeah. and walked into the house and above the mantle you know it was there right uh oh adolf hitler and fucking and, and swastika flags and all that i think <laughs> oh my if, god if wow went to somebody's house i'd be like yeah bye no he was cool man we were we were <laughs> buying weed together <laughs> we were buying weed together. He was, you bought weed with the child of a Nazi? Yeah, no, the grandchild. Oh, the Grand, grandchild. Grandchild of a Nazi. Who was he oh, a grandchild of? Do you know? That? If I walked in the yeah, house, we I'd buying, be like... We were fucking listening to Def, Def Leppard albums and fucking... <laughs> like that. fucking hell yeah. Hell yeah, this is like 1984. That's kind of and, hilarious. Uh, oh, yeah. And also kind of terrifying. I can name him, but I'm not going to. I'm not going <laughs> to name him. He, he was, he's an American. Yeah. But his parents were Brazilian. And, and his grandparents were Germans. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, and, uh, I'm not I really sure in, what I would do I in walked that situation. Into his, I walked into his parents' house, and they had all the real shit, shit that granddad had brought over. All the Nazi memorabilia. Yeah, and it wasn't fake. It was the real thing. Wow. It was the real fucking thing. I'm not really and, sure and, how and I'm would looking have at it. He, I'm looking at it like, what the fuck? And he's, look, <laughs> and he's looking at me with fucking grin ear to ear. That's a trip, ain't it? it, 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 like, it, it, like, it yeah. And he goes, and he goes that's my sure. granddad. And he's like, that's, that's my granddad right there. And he goes, there's my dad. My, his dad was like a little kid in the po in the photos. It's like, I'm not sure how to feel about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it a was it a picture actually with like Hitler? Yeah, one of them. One of them was a fucking. What? One of them was a framed picture of the Fuhrer right there above the mantle. Holy crap! They were true believers. But just the thing is, you have to understand the point of view. Yeah. That they had. <laughs> That's to, crazy. To them, to them, they're not thinking of concentration camps and big piles of dead Jewish people. Right, I they're get think, that. They're but... thinking of the guy of like a JFK type guy. Their characterization. Of him was totally different. That this was their brave leader, like a like a damn MacArthur type figure. Yeah, they're just yeah, so, they're fo followers, you know, just yeah. kind of bl blind followers. Yeah, I don't think it was blind. They knew. They didn't care. Yeah, they didn't care right. because to them, to them, the Jews were demons. You know that they were purging an evil from the earth. Well, that's kind of how Hitler felt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The so everything had. Just like Obi-Wan says, many of the truths we cling to depend upon a certain point of view. 
It's true, true believers, man. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy shit. Yeah, but then, but then here's here's the here's the weird thing that the 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 kid that I'm talking about, he's dating Brazilian girls of fucking mixed race and shit. He was not racist, right? Not racist right. at all. Yeah. It's yeah. either he didn't follow that or he compartmentalized, maybe. No, you just read into it. When you see Hitler, you think of a racist. They didn't think that. They thought of him as just a hero. A I dude guess. that went well, down the, the, the popular people is just more of a nationalist thing. It was kind of yeah. more the elite who, yeah, the elite right, who right. created the maybe racial it, theories. I, I feel like it's maybe a Vlad the Impaler thing. Where like it's a like, Vlad the Impaler. Where it's a, like the whole entire world, world was thinks against of him, him is like he he's Dracula. Exactly. But... Where he's from in Wallachia, right. like everybody thinks he's, he's a hero. hero. That's, that's exactly the way the Germans that ran thought. The world is against him because he's so good. He's protecting us from that. That's what, yeah. like, like Vlad, the, like Vlad Seppish or Vlad the Impaler. Still, you know? uh, I mean, to to run, you would have to be. I mean, because a lot of the regular no, no, soldiers. No, no, no. Were okay. Yeah, he I was mean, high two, ranking. He was high. Yeah. Ranking. He was high ranking. Oof, he wow. was high ranking. Now he wasn't in the inner circle or anything, but he yeah. was high ranking. Yeah, the grand yeah, he was he was like high ranking, probably like the SS or something like that. Yeah, SS. yeah, definitely. I saw the uniform. Tom is one of the few oh, people shit. that has smoked pot with the Hugo Boss, the grandson of a Nazi. Yeah, and he was an SS man. He was SS. He was SS. That is crazy. He was I don't like, think you ever told me that story. Actually, yeah, I did. I Maybe know. you did, but it was a long time ago. Yeah, my mother. My mother knows who he is. Oh, that's okay. exactly we're not, who he is. We're not saying who he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he's not wanted. Yeah. He's not wanted. He's not wanted. I just don't want to out the guy. You know, he's not yeah. a criminal. That's what I'm saying. Don't. Yeah. Because, like uh, I said, I don't agree with he my can't control. He can't control who his grandparents right. are. Right. I don't. I don't agree right. with. Him. I'd never agree but with he my was, grandparents. He was. He was like you know. I don't know. Probably like the equivalent of maybe like a full bird colonel. All right. But when they ran, they ran in a big unit. Each one of them had their own things. I don't know what you would call that. I think it was like SS Oversturmfuhrer, some some shit like that, some right. along that right. line. Right. A lot of them ran there. Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's yeah. crazy. Let's talk about some of the stuff you guys have been talking about on the show. Okay. Um, a right. couple, couple of, uh, couple of fine. Uh, outstanding individuals here we'll just we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. just keep it because you guys have been talking about some awesome cast of characters so uh you guys did a really good show recently on the marquee they sawed yeah it was interesting and oh, then i think fuck. you followed that up with the ed with ed gein i think was the next yeah, one that we've been watching about. Show forever yeah so many yeah, you, people requested it we finally got yeah. around to it yeah you put you put that one off for a little while well, so, you know, and I think we said this on the show, but we were trying to do like when we were kind of first starting out, like our first year or two, we were trying to do crimes that were n maybe not as well known that didn't have like a whole bunch of uh, other YouTube videos about them. But so many people asked us, "Is like, please do Jeffrey Dahmer, please do Ed Gein, please do this and that and the other. So finally we got around like we did Ted Bundy. We did like all the kind of heavy hitters. Mm -hmm. Remember, yeah. we did a show about the original Night Stalker before the, Joseph D'Angelo got caught. Yeah, no. Yep. And then he got mm -hmm. caught, and all of a sudden the channel went, boom, that video fucking blew up. We had to do another video. We had to do another one, yeah. Saying that, like, yeah. And I we called it, I said, caught. that dude's a cop. 
Yeah, we did. I call predicted it. a lot about that so dude. much stuff that we did. It's it's fascinating to go back and listen yeah. to the show that we did about yeah. him before anybody knew who he was. Yeah, and it's like all the stuff that we said on there. It's like, well, I mean, I was just repeating stuff that the FBI said, so they had figured that shit out. But you know, yeah. <laughs> Tom is a criminal profiler. Yeah, I can think like a criminal. Uh-huh. He's, a, he's a mind hunter. That's why. So Although, is there anything about like that you learned that was different about Ed Gein? That like anything that you uh that kind of like stood out to you or that like was that was like like you know cuz th- he's so written about and there's been so many movies based off him and there was a movie about him. Was there anything that you found like doing the research for the show that you were like, "Oh, I never knew that before." That's pretty interesting. I feel like Ed Gein, he was the only, and this is like kind of a bold statement maybe, but Ed Gein, I think, was the only serial killer, and technically he's not a serial killer because he only got convicted of two, Mm -hmm. even though I suspect that he killed more than that. Right. But he was the only one that I actually kind of felt a little tiny bit sorry for Uh, because he was clearly nuts. Clearly. And I mean, I do feel like, one, he had a shitty childhood, which a lot of serial killers did and a lot of people who don't turn out to be serial killers also have shitty childhoods and don't turn out to be serial killers <laughs> yeah. so you know but the fact that after his mom died and he just went into this crazy hey I'm gonna start robbing graves and making furniture out of bones and stuff yeah. like that it's like who does that that guy that's why they made three movies about him Yeah, but it's also he obviously had mental problems and I feel kind of bad because I don't know if he could help it. Mm-hmm. Like some of the other, like people like Ted Bundy and shit like that, that dude's just like a psychopath. And I, I feel like, you know, they, yes, they have mental problems too. Sociopathy, you know, sociopathy, so, so sociopathy is also a that mental problem. That drink wasn't that strong, Jenny. No, I'm just saying okay. it's, it's a hard <laughs> word to pronounce. Yeah, it is sociopathy. Yeah. You know, that's also a mental problem. But I feel like that's something that you have some control over. I mean, at the moment, I'm reading a a book about BTK. And the stuff that he says, he was very aware (laughs) of what he was doing. Yeah, right. He knew it was bad. He knew it was wrong. He just, you know, he uses this excuse like, oh, well, I had my black hat. That's what he called it. White hat when was when he was doing stuff, you know, that was, that was normal. Yeah. But black hat was when he was like doing villainous shit, but he knew the distinction. Yeah. Uh, So I don't think he was crazy in the sense that Ed Gein was crazy. Ed Gein. I don't think he even realized after his mom died, he just went completely as Gordon Ramsay would say, doolally. Yeah. And he just like decided, I'm just going to dig some women up. Yeah. And wear their skin. Yeah. Because, like I said, that's a, who it, does that? I think part of it was that dude's upbringing. I mean, he, he was pretty um, isolated. That's it, yeah. And uh, the way he was raised, I mean, the dude didn't have any damn social skills. So, in a way, he was almost kind of like a feral, in a way. He's kind of yeah. not really feral. Imagine, imagine, imagine a woman has a kid... And instead of letting that kid live their own life, she keeps the kid as a pet. And that's kind of... It more, was kind of like that. That's more like the way... And it, his mom was kind of yeah. like, and I said this on the show, I mean, his mom was kind of like 
Carrie's mom, yeah. like from the movie. Yeah, she's she was really religious. All right. women were whores. And he's out in the country and shit. And this would fuck fuck you up, especially yeah. especially back in the time that he lived. There's no social media. There's no way to outreach. So his world was very very small. Yeah. And he, and I don't think you're talking about a high IQ dude. I think you're talking about a dude with like maybe sixty or seventy IQ. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't imagine that he was a really smart guy. Yeah. He almost seems like, you know, real childlike. Yeah, I way. yeah. And I think that's what happened. He was just kind of childlike and perverted. That's so why it, I feel not, kind of not bad. socialized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like he didn't really maybe had he been um, you know, socialized and maybe had he been brought up in a normal family in a normal environment he may have turned out okay. Yeah. Because I don't think, like, cognitively, I think he was fairly normal or maybe yeah. a little above average. He did fine in school and stuff like that. So he wasn't, you know, he wasn't, like, mentally challenged or anything like that. Yeah. But I do think that the fact that he was only allowed to go to school and that was it, and then, like, the rest of the time he's at the house he's probably with his mom. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, I made fun of at school, so he didn't really like no outreach there. So that's just, yeah, that's what I mean. So he didn't have any retreat into a shell. Yeah, know? he didn't have any friends like his yeah. dad was a drunk. Yeah, um, you know, stuff like that. So and his mom was like super over overbearing and she was always like reading from the Bible and like, yeah. Him and his brother were both like. And I always pictured the dude. I always pictured the dude very kind of like introverted and shy and turning. Yeah, inward he on was. Himself. And once that happens, if you're if you're kind of an empty motherfucker with not much of a character to begin with, and you just turn in on yourself, then what are you doing? Yeah, that's like sucking your own dick. Ain't nothing gonna happen there. So he ends up. <laughs> so, he ends up so he ends up fucking becoming like a black hole. You know what I mean? You can't create anything on your own without any damn influences. And all of his influences were shit. Yeah. And he had a didn't have much of an imagination probably. So you just kind of regress or stay at, a, like you said, like a real childlike level. Yeah. He seemed very childlike to me. Yeah. Although, I have to say, you saying he had no imagination, I would not have thought of making all of those things out of people's bones and Okay, skin, let me back so. that up then. He didn't have a very healthy imagination. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. he, he couldn't think his way out of that problem. <laughs> like, he couldn't smack that mama and say, fuck it, I'm out of here. But yeah. his brother did. His like brother his did. older brother, and like think, knew that that was not yeah, right. And I, and I think I think they killed that brother. I think he killed his brother too. Yeah. I, allegedly, I, I mean, mm. it just seems very weird that there was like a fire on the property. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, me and my brother were fighting this fire, and then oh look, there he is. He's dead. He's yeah. not burned or anything. Yeah. There's also that possibility that he was like sexually abused and. He may have been. He may have yeah. been by his mom. His old perv mom, pervy mom. Well, the thing is, is that keeping somebody sexually sexually oppressed, where you don't let them develop, that may be sexual abuse too. Think about it. That is sexual abuse. It is actually cool. yeah. well because yeah. you're not letting them have like a normal, healthy not, human. Not let them have a damn life. Life. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of serial killers have that. Yeah. I I mean I can feel more pity for him because. He just seems like he never had a chance to develop like a normal human being. Yeah. And I and I think that's the fact that's why people like still find him so fascinating is that even when he was sent to because he wasn't even sent to prison, he was sent to a mental asylum and rightly so. 
But when he was there, he just seemed so mild-mannered. And he seemed like such a nice man. It's like, and everyone said that. They they let him babysit their kids, for Christ's sake. They seemed like he's nice, but he's not. Okay, Don't, right. let's not let's not let's not get let's not try to fool ourselves. That dude is fucking bad. It's just that he was like a a little rat, you know what I mean? Kind of trapped in a cage for <laughs> yeah. too long. There wasn't much to that dude. He was just that was just a kind of a, the, his superficial appearance. He, he, he was so nice, but uh, he made he made uh, suits out of human skin. Yeah, uh, and he shot know. people and stuff, and then he hung them upside down. He he wasn't nice. It's no, just, right. I think that's right. how he came across to right. people. It's just that's just a superficial appearance. He was just behaving a certain way. Um, he was perverted. He was perverted. Yeah, you tell you, this is a perversion. Although it's he couldn't develop in any other way, probably with the situation he was in. My yeah. understanding is, is he put on that damn woman's skin. He danced around naked like he was sexy. <laughs> right, I'll tell you right. something, man. You're not fucking sexy with that fucking shit. No. <laughs> well, that did not right. even need to be said. All right. I I'm going to have to go out there and fucking get that motherfucker's mind right. You are not <laughs> goddamn sexy in that damn skin. I'll fucking smack you. Right. <laughs> Want to be sexy? Put some fucking high heels on. Take you some Take you some of that estrogen. Get yourself a hormone <laughs> Go down to fucking Brazil. Go put some implants up in well, there. Well, that's that's that's, that's, the, that's the other thing though too is like, are, are do we can could we consider him transgender having those tendencies? I think he was. I think, I think, I think he was. Too, it, it, that's the sad thing is that but, there was really no avenue to yeah. explore that or you know if you grew up and I think this was maybe Jeffrey Dahmer's problem also is that if you have those feelings which which some people do naturally and you are not raised in an environment where people are like hey some people have that it's okay then i don't think it's the it same kind of goes in all sort of warped directions i don't think it's the same thought process he wasn't a normal transgender person if you know what i mean he didn't take he didn't well, get yeah. that through the same process of maybe like because some transgender people have hormonal problems or imbalances. Some of them actually, when you, if you were to do a test in their DNA, they have some female DNA interwoven in. They're, they're intersex people. Okay. Well, yeah, and it's more and, common than, than people would you might think. think yeah. you know? So there is some biological that, fact yeah. behind it, but it can be. Well, I guess that's a, gen, that's a general theme of sexual repression, though. It's just well, like another element of his sexual repression. Well, I think, yeah, I think in this dude's case, he was sexually repressed. Okay. Yeah. He didn't have the skills to get a woman, and he definitely couldn't be a man. So he was going to become his own woman. You understand what I'm saying? I think he was trying to become his mother. Maybe is what I think. Maybe he, he might have had sexual desires for his mom. That's what and I he think. He tried to become her because she was. That. When you think about it, she was the only woman that he right. had any experience right. with. But you can't normalize that shit, man. That mother. That's fucking. No, sick. that's what I mean. That's, that's that shouldn't be normalized. Yeah. And then he's, out, yeah. then he's out there fucking skinning people and did, you know, he was a loser. Well, they all are. He's a fucking loser. And we say that a lot. Yeah, we say they that all a lot. Are. But like I said, I feel bad for him because it doesn't feel like, you know, yes, he did the stuff deliberately. Yes, you yeah. know, he did have problems. But I don't think he was at the same level of somebody like Ted Bundy or BTK who knew yeah. what they were doing. Right. He knew that that was bad. Like BTK, yeah. he knew what he was yeah. doing was wrong. Yeah. But he was like, "Well, I want. I have sexual problems, and so problems. yeah, and so 
asexual probs. So he just like needed to do that, yeah. and he just like didn't really care if it was wrong or not. I feel like Ed Gein almost pretty, didn't even really. That's pretty fucked up when a man has sexual problems that are so bad he's going to take it out on other people. Excuse me, people babe. he doesn't even know. Never know. Excuse me, baby. You know what? I need you for a second. Okay, come here. <laughs> I just want to talk to you. <laughs> Can you imagine? I got these uh, sexual problems, and I'd be like, and, and uh, <laughs> "This is my problem because." Yeah, yeah, and as you walk by and I look at that booty popping out of the back <laughs> like that with the sunshine hitting it. <laughs> just in that exact right it's way casting a damn shadow like a damn hour like like a damn sundial <laughs> and it's pointing right towards the time well i gotta get up in that <laughs> and then the refracted That's a great line you like that? and yeah. then the refracted sunlight beaming off the top of that booty like a like a fucking beautiful rainbow of ass i mean that's how that's how btk should have been should have just but, talked well, his still, way into though, it. Even though you, you I, talk your way into it, you don't have to. I'm telling you, you right force. now, though, be, have, being uh, someone of the female gender. Yeah, I talked my way into that. Uh, sort of. Sort of, yeah. But you know what I mean. If okay. so, say I'm walking down the path uh, like I do on my on my power walk every on morning. On your power walk, <laughs> and yeah. some. Yeah. Random dude, especially right. one that looks like BTK. Yeah, he tries to now. talk his way into there. It's not gonna work. And he says something yeah. like that. It's not gonna work. I will knock that bitch out. I understand that. <laughs> I understand. Right. And I will step right. on his neck right. until he dies. There are certain limits to. Well, it's certain, yes, obviously. There, there are certain obviously. limits to what's possible. Uh, just you hey, enjoyed punch your with, with talking thing. alone. Yeah. Seriously, that it is, seems like BTK uh, really. It seems like he enjoyed the. The torture and kill part. He did. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, our our friend Sophie, who is also a listener of the show, she sent me uh, a book that's by Catherine Ramsland. And she like corresponded with BTK for many years. And so she has like all these letters and stuff from him. And the more I read it, it's like I can't stop reading it. But it also like makes me really, really angry because I just wish that I could go to the prison and just punch him in the face repeatedly. It's just... (laughs) Oh my god. It's like it's bad enough that he's a serial killer, but yeah. then he also has to be a that much of a douche. Yeah, he's a as dork. Well. He's he's a dork. He he really thinks highly, Oh man. He really thinks highly of himself, but there's nothing really there. Have you ever heard of a dude just kind of sits around and he has no real accomplishments? But he brags about himself constantly. He's just like not right. enough. Because you don't understand, I my Lego stack is bigger than your Lego stack. I built it's the biggest that, fucking it's Lego that thing. Kind of, I, it's I'm that the master of, of building fucking Legos and a Rector set. Oh shit, man! I can it's like look. I was like, set. look. It's bad enough that you're like killing random people yeah. and torturing random people, but then you have to like write these horrible, stupid, dorky poems on top of it, and you have to have, like, all these stupid justifications. It's like, just stop it. Yeah, yeah. Just please just tell everybody, yeah, I killed people, and just just shut up. It was his only claim, (laughs) it was really his only claim to fame. And he was very, I mean, he was, like, super into, he called, you're gonna love this, because I don't think I told you this, he called other serial killers that he admired, like Ted Bundy and stuff, he called them minotaurs. Minotaurs? Yeah. Okay. And, um, so that was his, so whenever he talked about, like, a serial killer, he'd be like, oh, I was following this one minotaur that blah, blah, blah. And he has, like, all this coded, like, he thinks he's James Bond or some shit. Yeah, right, yeah. It's like, everything is, like, coded. Very fantasy Words, yeah. Like reading about it is yeah. just like really. I'm like, oh my He's god. Gonna stylize everything to make it much better than it really yeah. is. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, like, well, he was such a control freak. He had to have a control like a, over everything. Like his his total yeah. mindset is like so alien to me. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this dude? Seriously, it's I, I just, love it's the, he's so angry. <laughs> I, lo- I love what you're doing now, Jenny, with the little bobblehead of the uh, BTK killer. Yeah, Sophie sent us that too. Yeah, so it's like we decided to incorporate it into the show because Tom does such a good BTK impression. Yeah, <laughs> I forget about him though. I forget about sometimes, but that's why I started like every week on Instagram. I've been pulling like a quote out of that book yeah. of all the dumb shit he says. Yeah, he says some stupid shit. Well, here's the thing: this is how like fantasy prone he is. That the whole first part of the book, like the introduction, is the author having to explain all of the like terminology he uses. Mm-hmm. Because he has like everything is like an uh, you know an acronym, right? Or he has like different words. He's trying to make it sound official. That yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it's like so yeah. he has this whole like weird <laughs> language, this whole like yeah. patois that he's using. And it's like if you just jumped into the book without reading the introduction, you would have no idea what he was talking yeah. about because it's just like it, it makes him like feel like more important, you know. So one that's uh, listening to you guys that I'd never heard of was... Uh, we on now? Are we on? We yeah, on? we're back. We're back on. Oh, shit. We're back. We're, hey, we're back. Yeah, <laughs> we're back. We're back. Okay. Was uh, was uh, Carl Panzeram. I'd never heard of this guy. Don't get me started. Oh, boy. <laughs> Don't get me started. This, 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 this Tom guy, feels quite strongly about Carl pa- pa- this Panzeram. Is, this is the only man that ever caused me to walk off a damn show. I'll walk off my own damn show. <laughs> No, you did about the necrophilia one. Yeah. Ne- oh, Carl Panzram. That's right. That's right. This Carl Panzram was like who was, who was the necrophilia guy? I remember Panzram. I can't remember his. The name. necrophilia was guy was the guy, the the doctor in Key West. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I forgot his name, but when you said Panzram, I was thinking of that guy. No, Panzram's old uh, Mr. Boy Pussy. Well, he was like the meanest. This yeah. dude, yeah. hated. Everybody and everything. That's right. I mean, he was just, he was the worst. He was all about that boy pussy. Well, he was. That's right. If you, he could, he could, he could sniff it out. You're walking, you went walking by. Well, he didn't have to sniff it out. If If anybody just walked by, he would just grab you. And you were a man and he saw that ass. That was going to be him. There's some adult themes in this episode for sure. That's right. Yeah. I've been. This is all fun and games, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this guy, I mean... This guy was not about fun and games. He'd pull a gun on you and just... If he was your man, he'd just fucking make you drop your drawers and he'd just fucking get up behind you and try to find a way to like, stuff it on up in there. And yeah. just take take he'd take advantage of a man. He'd just took a, take your man card from you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I feel like he was like the type of guy that because, bandit. well, it it wasn't just that. It's almost like, and we maybe got into this on the show, but it's like it it's almost like it wasn't entirely sexual. One, it was a power trip. Yeah, but it's like because he started out doing other things, robbery, arson, other yeah. things like that, and I feel like it was almost kind of like. He was committing other crimes, like, hey, I'm going to take all your stuff. I'm yeah. going to do this and that. Oh, well, I might as well rape you since yeah. it's there. Yeah. That's, it's it's like an of, like, animalistic thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was free. You know? That's what I'm saying. It didn't cost any money. Now, he said yeah. that he committed over a thousand 
acts yeah. of some, like a thousand rapes. He said yeah. that he had, that's what he admitted to. How many of them did he kill after doing that? Um, it was he a, said twenty one. Okay, he so said he 21. mostly let him live. What time period was this? Just to clarify it, twenty. Uh, he was executed in 1930, so 19th, most of his okay, stuff happened okay. like the very early teens uh, and twenties. Yeah, the teens and twenties. Yeah, and he started out as kind of like a criminal. Yeah. From the beginning, like even when he was a kid, yeah. when he was an when he was a teenager, he was already a drunk. Yeah. When he was a teenager, and he was already like had been arrested a bunch of times. Yeah, he came from just like a fucking shit poor family of dirt farmers, and he ended up growing up in uh basically juvenile hall basically like mm -hmm. you know juvenile prison and uh that's where uh like the staff and the other inmates were kind of buggering him and they were all buggering each other and he grew up you know where buggerage was the way you got on top of the motherfucker <laughs> so he's just like on a on a rape fest you know most and he didn't care anything about women he didn't didn't report ever raping women yeah, I don't think he did. It was, it was all uh, men had, and boys, he all his a, victims. He had a taste for the man, mangina. But like he I said, taste that, for the mangina. that was all he knew, though. That's all he knew. I mean, because he had been, from a very early age... Didn't have to be shaved or nothing. Didn't even have to be freshly wiped. He'd just fucking get on up well, in there. Well, this is the early 20th century we're talking about. Were, so they were not <laughs> It didn't matter very much back then. I, mean, yeah, I feel like everyone hygienic. was stinky. It was kind of yeah, like... Stinky motherfucker. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like it he was, was raping like bums on the damn train. <laughs> he was okay. Wasn't there well, some kind of incident where like a policeman came on there? Yeah, and like cop. Yeah, and he raped the, the cop. Raped the cop. Made the bums rape the cop. <laughs> yeah, it was like a like some of it. I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't. Fe he doesn't seem like the type of dude that was like that would like self-aggrandize. But they all the, do, though. Yeah. And it's like so some of the stuff that he said, because he's like, you know, when he was a teenager, because he started like hopping trains. Yeah. Uh, you know, when he was uh. still fairly young. And he said that he got gang raped by I think it was four hobos yeah. like on a train and that he kind of like swore that that was never going to happen again. And he was always going to be like the raper rather than the rapey. I guess yeah. that's kind of like what he went from goldfish to piranha. Right, and yeah. so I feel like that's kind of like well, I don't know if that's true or not because it just comes from him. But yeah, I have, I have a feeling he he lied a lot, but he did a lot of that shit too. I think he did a lot. Being, of yeah, being institutionalized in those reform schools reminds me of, of course, like the Charlie Manson has the same kind of stories and developed a lot of his mythology from that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's I mean, especially back then, think about how how much was just like under the radar and how much abuse was just yeah tolerated or especially when it's you know the the bad kids you know these yeah. boys most of them probably just didn't have anywhere to go too it was terrible yeah and you know dudes that were in the little boys that go to work for those institutions so they could have their fucking way yeah on purpose because yeah, they insane. knew no one was going to do anything yeah. about it i mean it's not like you know, in a lot of it's like old people talk about oh, the good old days and stuff like that. It's Not like, really. yeah, no, thank you. I don't want to go back to that time. There because, was no oversight. Right. And and no one like I feel like no one knew or no one cared because in these types of, you know, the, the place where Carl Panzram was like the Red Wing training school and places like that, where they were basically just allowed to abuse, yeah. I mean, children. I don't think and they, no don't one think, did anything. Here's the, here's the weird thing about buggering these little children back in the day. 
I don't even think they cared. I don't think they thought that they was an issue. They didn't seem to. No. They were like, well, they're just kids. Well, either that, that they're just kids or they were just, yeah. oh, well, they were just, they were robbers or they were yeah. doing, they committed crimes. So, eh, who cares? I don't yeah, think it was, it was probably a class thing. Yeah. That I, too. I yeah. Of, you know, they're just, they're just, they're just garbage. You know? Yeah. It's like, I really don't think anyone the, gave a crap. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, nowadays it's like people can, can complain about nowadays, but I think it's a lot better because at least people have an awareness yeah. of how that messes people up. And because of the state of society back then, and I guess you could say the media, and I guess you could say like, what do you call it? The uh, societal consciousness really wasn't there. Like, uh, you would you could say the word pedophilia or sexual abuse, and they probably had no reaction to those words. Yeah, they probably didn't even know, have a concept or, of yeah, that, or, or really grasp the concept of that. I don't think there was much of a reaction. They're like pedophilia. What's that? So when you have sex with children, they're like, oh, yeah, and oh, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. It's, I mean, right. it does seem I, like I, that. I don't think they. I don't think they were at the level where there was a a consciousness of any of that. Or how bad it was. Right. I don't think they realized. Like, I think they knew it was like, oh, yeah, maybe you shouldn't do that. But I don't think right, it yeah. was like a big You're deal. They're like, well, whose that. child are you talking about? It might have been something it like might, that. Yeah, it might have been. been like that. Well, we're talking about these kids. Uh, oh. Oh, uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Huh. They're think, just think, like animals or yeah, feral children uh, anyway. Yeah. So was, who cares? I, think I, I do shit. feel I like think they, that's kind of what it was. Yeah. And I definitely feel like that. You know, I'm not excusing Carl Pan. They, had, seemed, to have, they because... seemed to have no concept of homosexuality. They knew they just called it sodomy. Yeah. Like there wasn't like today that would be like what they would call in common vernacular an identity. Yeah. Like a, a sexual identity or a gender identity. They didn't even have that back then. They could probably think, well, yeah, a straight guy can have homosexual relationships. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. They didn't realize that there was like an a sexual preference or a sexual identity behind that a lot of it was something a, power, that a lot of it was a power dynamic too. I mean, that was part of it yeah i and i definitely think that was the case in carl panzer I mean, even though it's like you know a lot of people have said that he di really didn't seem to have interest in women so no. maybe he was gay was but it's gay. like in some ways i do feel like pro his whole thing was just like power he was gay in the way a Spartan warrior was gay. That's what I mean. It was just kind of like... <laughs> it's it that maximum security gay. Yeah, it wasn't even like... it's. Yes, it was sexual, but I don't think that was the primary... No. I don't think that was the primary well, goal of it. Yeah. I just think he you was... You know what they say? Demeaning people. Everything like, is about sex, except for sex. Sex is about power. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what he was doing. Because, like I said, he had other... He basically just took it if it was there. Yeah, it was about hate. I think it was about and he yeah. just, I mean, I this eight. dude, yeah. he was literally the worst. He, I don't even, he was like not even human almost. He was a big just, dude too. That was the thing. He was, he was yeah. Big, for his time. I don't think he was like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger style decked out. I, you know, I, I don't think he weighed much. Well, he was like real muscular because you have to think like from yeah. a very early age because he started committing crimes. But he was very what? young. I think he was only like one ninety. He was like six something and like one. But he had been in yeah. uh, reform schools. He had been prisons pretty much most of his life. And when he wasn't in prison, he was just like hopping trains and doing like hobo shit. The thing is, so uh, the nutrition wasn't there though. Yeah, but everybody yeah. had that handicap. Yeah, so. so maybe it's just like. In comparison to his contemporaries, maybe. Because it didn't seem like he had much trouble 
um, overpowering other dudes. Yeah. And he did. Like I said, he didn't do it to everybody, but... Well, when he, you looked at men at the time, man, they're fucking slight build. I mean, guys were fucking small really up into the 60s. You didn't start seeing big dudes till the 70s. Look at look at films of World War II infantry and soldiers. Like when they're on ships and the landing ships get ready to go. Little bitty guys, man. They almost look like something from China. Well, that was... It wasn't something... You guys, you guys see what I'm talking about? Yeah, that, like a lot of that, was, I guess, would have to do with like nutrition. I would I think uh, it's probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm they, they wrote some. They, they, they. Low some protein diets. Crappy Very low protein. Diet. And plus, like working out wasn't really a thing. Yeah. That probably didn't come about till the 70s or 80s. Well, I think the 70s and Muscle Beach and Hollywood, especially the action movies, you know, with Arnold and all those guys, that brought that to the mainstream. Yeah. You know, but I got photographs or, or I've seen photographs of guys going all the way back to the fucking thirties and the forties, even some of them twenties that were bodybuilders. That some of those physiques, you know, lifting myself, you know, I know there's certain kinds of physiques that you can only get with pharmaceutical help. Yeah. There was That's some a nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. There was some knowledge of I think they had some shit that they would sell in the back of ma- magazines called, you know, uh, male enhancement. And it was usually something taken out of the damn testicular es- extracts from fucking rats, mice, and dogs. <laughs> and they were taking that and drinking it. Mm, and if you were, to, and if, you were to, if you were to inject it, it would be even better. But well, they said they I, would make you, and guess, guess, who, guess who was big into that? Babe Ruth. I believe it. That was oh. one of the first dudes that ever admitted to taking what they called male enhancement. That sounds like boner pills. It's testosterone. Yeah. No, what it does is it allows you to recover more quickly from physical exertion. There is a great uh, um there's a great book. I can't remember what it's called, but it's about this guy. He was like a quack doctor. And he was one of the first guys to like kind of get into like radio advertising and stuff. But his big thing was that he would take goat testicles and put put it in humans because he was saying, yeah, because he was saying that that like made you like sexually. Because you got three. Oh, yeah. 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 I I know what you're talking about. I've heard about this. Like several years ago and it's amazing i don't understand how anybody survived that procedure um some people (laughs) Um, did die yeah because that's a damn goat ball up in your sack yeah (laughs) can you imagine being that desperate that you're yeah just put a goat testicle in there yeah yeah that'll make you more of a man they got three look at him dangle I don't. Well, see, I don't. I don't know if they put three in there or if they took one of yours no, out and they, then put a goat. No, one in they there. put a third one in oh. there because they they had this weird thing. It's it's like magical thinking, but it's yeah. like they had this thing. It's like well, goats seem like they're um, that they hump anything that moves, which they don't. But no. you know what I mean. So they had this kind of like thing where they testicles thought, do produce testosterone. If you had three of them. The thinking was is that maybe you would produce more That's testosterone. That's what I mean, but it's like, well, yeah. you know, they didn't science back then, man. They don't. They kind of did. They made up. They, they kind of scienced. It was theoretical. Let's just it's graph just... a goat testicle onto the existing testicles, yeah. so maybe yeah. there will be that, more testosterone it, it, in the yeah. man's system. 
Yeah, it took them a while to isolate testosterone, but they realized testosterone kind of would invigorate you. And it used to be you could get that. We're talking about back in like in the 20s, really, when they first started yeah. fucking with that. And um, and there are some people that say maybe that was even going on in the late 1800s because there were some things. I believe it. They did some weird stuff. There were some then. things that they talked about doing that maybe that might construe putting testosterone inside of a man. Like uh, you look at Eugene Sandow, who was the first one of the first bodybuilders. Bodybuilders, yeah. Some have said that he was. I don't remember exactly what the details were. It had to do with male potions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so many of these male potions involve rat nuts. Mm, rat. You know, How big can rat nuts be? They're not very big, but you can grow lots of rats. True. Okay, they're easy to grow. And then you can so you put like a whole bunch of rat nuts in your scrotum. No, they would take them and like grind them up and get the rat. Oh, that's even worse. This this is what I love about you guys because I never know where the conversation is going to go. Definitely, we put that parental advisory sticker on here. Yeah, Yeah, there'll be an explicit marker on this episode, (laughs) just like there was on the last one I had you. Sorry, rat nut. Extract, rat nut extract. You're right. Rat nut <laughs> extract. It says that on the bottle. You're like, yeah. Give no, me wouldn't some say of that, that on the bottle. It. I wouldn't, say, wouldn't say that on the I bottle. It'd be say, say something like male energy, male power. <laughs> you pick that up. Pick that up with your laudanum <laughs> at the store. Huh? At the medicine show. Pick that up with your laudanum yeah. at the medicine. Yeah. yeah. Well, they they would sell it in the back of magazines and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> rat nut extract <laughs> well that's what it was but that's not what they called it well they're, they're not what they're that's well, because, what they call it back now. in the old days i'm just telling the truth they didn't have to tell you yeah, what yeah. was in stuff they didn't have to tell you what was in it i'm not going to tell you the truth i mean i'm just telling you the truth they didn't okay. have the fda back yeah, then gonna, they didn't have anything gonna, they didn't have right. laws about right. how they had to like disclose what was so in stuff. rat nut extract could end up in the hands of some mere mortal men and they might do something weird like drink it because they told it was a male elixir. Because you know some of them did. Yeah, or maybe somebody might say, yeah, I'm going to put that into what they call the hypodermic syringe and shoot that in. And no. Oh, I wonder how that went. It would be just like injecting fucking testosterone. But the thing is, you'd have to do it regularly. And you have to work out a lot. But there are, I've seen photos of certain physiques. This is around like the 20s that show signs of steroid use. And it's if not this, just me saying that. There are other guys that have noticed. They're like, look at the vein on the front of that guy's bicep. Because usually you see that with testosterone, with, 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 uh, yeah. with guys that. Take- if this was a science fiction movie, yeah. all of them would start to develop rat faces. <laughs> yeah, they would. Just like, did you, oh, did you guys ever see that movie, um, Rock and Roll? It's animated. Yeah, it's, yeah. Rock yeah, rock and, and in oh. that movie, like all of the humans, it was like, you know, post-apocalyptic or whatever. They were and all part rat. They were all like part rat. They yeah. had like, humans had evolved again, like from rats. Yeah. So. Oh, I, I, kick, I know. Yeah, that sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen like, it. That and it had familiar. like a really good soundtrack. It had like uh, Blondie and Iggy Pop and yeah. Lou Reed. Yeah. Cheap yeah. track. Like yeah, it's really good. We well, need to do a review on that. Actually. Yeah, we will have to do a review on that. <laughs> well, well, speaking of movies, I'll segue into movies now. So okay. you guys have done a few. Uh, one of my like personal favorites that I haven't seen in years, and I used to see it all the time, just like you talked about, Jenny, was uh, Twilight Zone the movie. 
Man, I love that movie yeah, so it's much. Pretty good movie. I love that movie so much. I saw it so many like I love anthology movies anyway, just in general. And I think Twilight Zone, the movie, that and Creep Show were kind of like the ones that I watched the most growing up. I had both of them. I recorded both of them on like HBO or Cinemax or whatever. And I just watched them over and over. And it's funny when we rewatched Twilight Zone, the movie, because one of our fans sent us uh, the DVD, right? Yeah. And watching it again, I remembered every single line. Yeah. In that movie, every single one. Yeah. And I haven't seen it for probably 15 or 20 years. Yeah. But I saw it so many times when I was growing up that it's like imprinted. I didn't see that too many times when I was a kid. How'd you avoid it? It was always what on. What year was that? I might have been in Brazil at that time. It came out in 80, wait, 82, 85? I, I can't remember. Eight, I think it was 83. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah it's yeah, probably yeah. like getting ready to go to Brazil. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I got to Brazil, but I wasn't worried about. They didn't have cable there. Oh, okay. And then uh, at that time, and I didn't really care too much about movies. I mean, we had girls in Brazil. What's we, a teenage? There what's are a, girls everywhere. I know that, but you got a teenage. You got a teenage boy in Brazil, who's from America. All right. It's like booty around everywhere. all them damn Brazilian girls. <laughs> Which, and you're there, and you got that damn foreigner fucking aspect to yourself. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The foreign guy shows up and just fucks everything up for all the regular dudes, for all the dudes that come Well, there. yeah, because you're exotic. Because you're exotic. You're the foreign guy. Well, yeah. they, they all want to come to the United States, too. That's that part too, of it. That, that too, they're too, they, they were too young to think that way. Yeah. So, yeah, they were, we're talking about... They just about, wanted to bang the foreigner. Or, yeah, I guess I guess you could say that. I'm not going to go that far. They just, you know what I mean? They were just, just like, you know, they were flirty. Yeah. They were flirty, and they want to hang out and fucking, you know... I want to ask you damn questions. Let's but here's watch the thing: Twilight they start. The movie. They start projecting. You know, <laughs> they start projecting a lot. They figure, well, you're a foreign guy, and you must be cool, and you must be normal. So you must like the shit that I like, because that's usually how the how the girls. And I'm looking at it and go, no, I don't like that. And then all of a sudden, you're an asshole. Wait, why would they think that? Because they think you're cool. Why? Because if you're cool, then that means they're cool, and that you must like what they like. Because what they like is cool. But then I'm looking at what they like, and I'm going, no, nah, you like shusha and shit like that. I'm not into that. <laughs> you know I, actually, is I actually know who that is. You know yeah. Who she is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know who that is. Well, I still yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of like feel like that because I talk to people. Shusha was, like, was this fucking blonde chick. Yeah, and she was a celebrity, and she was on all these television pro. Uh, she was married to Pele. Oh yeah, I know who that. Yeah, is. yeah, and she was cute. She was she was cute. My ex husband was super. But she had her own. Soccer. She had her own fucking albums and stuff like that, and her own fashion line she was like the brazilian paris hilton okay i got gotcha. you okay and Lame. and because you know you run into these brazilian girls who are like 7, 16 17 because they like shusha they and then you're cool they must think that you like shusha and i said no i don't like shusha i like iron maiden and they're like what the fuck is that you still have iron maiden album and they're like yeah get away from this bullshit <laughs> but, but, it's like yeah, i yeah. just i but, well because being a girl and this was harder maybe in the 80s yeah being a girl that was into horror yeah i feel like there wasn't a lot of girls back then that were no. in it or they wouldn't admit it you're right no i mean later on no. i do feel like no. there were some and they were into it but they wouldn't admit will it because tell, it wasn't girly will you tell her i loved it though brazilian girls are girly girls yeah I, I agree. I yeah, I, I agree. Like, I'm not like I'm even not super... even still. Yeah. You, 
you might have like well i mean sao paulo might be a little different yeah. you know because it's just so cosmopolitan and and all that but yeah you're right jenny it's like it seems like now that like the like a lot of women are really into horror more a lot, lot more than they are at least if they had, didn't admit it back in the day you know yeah, like yeah. I kind of had a hard time because I do feel like even other like dudes like picked on me about it and yeah. other girls picked on me about it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It, it would have been that way in Brazil back in the 80s. Back in back in the mid 80s Brazilian the, the typical Brazilian girl 15, 16, 17, 18, you know what I mean, like high school age when I was there. Typical Brazilian girl was hyper feminine. Hyper feminine by American standards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Big I would have got along with them. Very no, well then. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have worked out, Jenny. Wouldn't worked out. Uh, an- another one that uh, you guys have talked about is uh, altered states, and I know that uh, yeah. Serfiel, you know a little bit about. Have you ever seen that movie, Altered States? Me, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John, John, because uh, it's all based on John Lilly and all that. You guys- like me and my friend Stephanie Quick were talking about, you know, we're just we're the most disappointed thing about that movie is that there's no sex with dolphins. Yes. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you you might have Which to explain what, that. <laughs> well, that that scientist, Doctor John Lilly. I mean, that's what actually uh, that's part of what was going down. Yeah. And uh, his students too. After after him, I think well into the eighties were. Uh, doing LSD experiments and fucking dolphins. So that's that. <laughs> How did the dolphins feel about it? Um, they were kind of uh, like, yeah, right. I mean, from the accounts, uh, they were. I, I guess they were pretty, pretty with it. That's pretty hilarious. I just, I love that movie because, well, I love Ken Russell. We need to do more Ken Russell. I love Lair the White Worm, which a lot of people don't like, but I really liked it. And uh, I also really uh, loved The Devils, which I don't think Tom has ever seen. He's not really into, like, Ken Russell and stuff. I don't really get why he's not. But it's funny because for a long time, like, when I was growing up, I was very um, not straight edge, like, by choice. But I just didn't really feel the need to like, you know, I was like, eh, I don't really feel like doing any drugs. or I'm messed up enough as it is. But doing LSD actually gave me a like a, an appreciation for stuff that I didn't have before that. And that included stuff like Altered States, like the movie. Yeah. I think I appreciated it more when I saw it when I was older because I had done LSD in the interim because I yeah. hadn't done it the first time I saw right. that I saw it. I got her high. <laughs> you did, yeah. It is a uh, could be quite transformative to say the least. You have to understand what it is you're talking about. So it's it's an experiment. It's something that everyone I think should experience. You know, yeah, me too. Uh, because you you take that and you go, oh, okay, now it makes sense what it is you're talking about, what a psychedelic is, and um, what an, what you know an out of body experience is. You know, what I mean, it kind of gives you that little taste of kind of what an altered state of consciousness is. And that's yeah. exactly what that movie is about. Yeah. An altered state of consciousness. And I think they portrayed it really well. Yeah. I thought. Right. It's so much, it's so much better than weed. 
you do that and fucking all of a sudden you, you I, I just lost all the interest in weed after that i was like well weed's kind of like not a cheap super into weed like nah, i know i know good. people are into it i've done it a few times but it's like no, i know people it. are into it but for me all it did was i thought it was supposed to chill you out um no, for really. me it just made me more paranoid which yeah i don't need that and also it made um I felt like time was going faster. Like I was missing yeah. like chunks of time. It's like, it's, you know, I'm telling you, man, alcohol is better than weed. Alcohol is a lot easier to control. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, alcohol is yeah. bad. I, I have to say, LSD is pretty awesome though. There's only three fun. of them. Uh, there's four of them that I that I found pleasant. But you got to know how to control them. You got alcohol. Yeah, that one's that one's well. That's very one that, predictable. That's very the one that we have the most experience right, with. Yeah. <laughs> LS, LSD pretty much tops them all. That one's useful. I had a very yeah. You can't do experience. much of that though. I had a very pleasant experience on that. Yeah. I felt like crap the day afterward. Yeah. Right. Like the worst hangover ever. But that's something you do like maybe once every three or four years. Yeah, it's Just like a treat. Yeah. <laughs> on what it is. Cocaine. <laughs> if it's, if it's good and you don't have a plan, if you don't have a lot of it, it's safe because you want to run out of that and go fucking and then go, OK, that's all I need. Because if there's a bunch of that shit around, you'll just keep snorting. You'll just keep doing it. Yeah. Right. But right. Yeah, that's not that's not good. Yeah. No, you want to you want to have a fucking limit on that. Uh, and really, what I found what's best about that one is that if you're really fucking drunk at a party, you fucking snort a couple of lines, you can go right back to drinking like it didn't even happen. It'll counteract it. Yeah. It'll counteract alcohol. Um, without the alcohol, you just fucking talk a lot and become an asshole. But it, <laughs> but, but it is fun. Uh, and the other one, the other one that I thought was useful was um, um, opium. Okay. Yeah, I've smoked opium in Egypt, and it's a sedative. And you can smoke it all night long, and it just slows you down, and time fucking stands still. And Jimi Hendrix makes a lot of sense. <laughs> And then you can fucking go to sleep and wake up the next morning and walk away from it. Tom, yeah. you've had a wor- you've had a world of experiences. Yeah, I've been all over the world. <laughs> all over. I smoked opium in the army <laughs> when I was in Egypt on the slick. This was this was on the this was in the Sinai. In right? the Sinai Peninsula. I snuck off to a fucking to a little fucking Bedouin town called Dahab. And fucking uh-huh. Dahab, yeah. And Dahab had it on the beach, had all these fucking Bedouin pillows and shit like that, and they were fucking. They'll they'll sell you. It's legal. It's legal there. They'll, yeah. They'll, in some places it is. Yeah, they'll sell you opium, which which is just a mild sedative. You know what I mean? I wouldn't inject heroin. I've known some people that have done it, and they never really come back from that. They yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to mess with that. No, well, that's fucked up a lot of goths. Yeah, and there are goths that I liked that I met them when I met them. They were heroin addicts because the shit that they did. They're dead now. Well, they're dead now. Yeah, <laughs> but they were heroin right. addicts became heroin addicts in their early 80s and they were cool up until they died but they died and they didn't do anything yeah because they slept they fucking sleep i feel like the weird thing about heroin is that it either kills you when you're in your 20s or preserves you preserves you like like because look at like iggy pop or nick cave or somebody like that who were like 50s or keith richards yeah yeah and they still look fantastic and they're they're still like running around because they sleep through the fucking whole thing. I think thing. that's it's what like, it is. It's like a suspended animation. Yeah, because they're sleeping through yeah. a lot of things. So if it doesn't kill you early, then it makes you live longer right. and makes you look good and right. not get fat when you're old. Yeah, the rest of that shit, I wouldn't fuck with any of that. No, I don't Nothing else you. I wouldn't fuck with. I don't blame I've you. looked at everything. I've seen dudes that have done all that shit. You don't want any of that shit. 
really you want to stay away from all that. But it's always good to just like check it out, just to see what it is people are. Well, talking yeah, about. as yeah. long as you know that you're not, because I'm not yeah. like I said, I'm not a big drug. Like I love to drink. I'm not yeah. like you know denying that. But it's like really the only drugs I was ever interested in were LSD. That was the one I was most interested in. Yeah, because uh, I'm well, a creative person. It's like I wanted to see what would happen. With that LSD, there never would have been the cure. So, so, so did you see that like? goat thing with all the eyes that was in oh, all no, states. It wasn't Did you like see that? that? Not like that. It was it was kind of like the awesome thing about it that I found was that it was like this is a weird thing to say. It's yeah. like being drunk but you're totally, you're totally lucid. Sober. Yeah, totally sober. Yeah. It's like being sober and drunk at the same time. Yeah. And it also made me feel like everything was going to be all right. Yeah. Which was a very pleasant sensation yeah. for me because I have like, you know, anxiety and stuff like that. So it's like I'm I always feel like everything's There's another one that's going wrong. So it was like really nice to feel like, hey, everything's cool. Another one that sounds interesting is that dab ayahuasca. Some guys are going down to the Yucatan Peninsula. I would like to try that, but I don't like the, the feeling Indians. of like all the nausea of going because I hate, I hate throwing up. And I, hate you throw, like I can throw up and talk at the same time. Well, yeah, I know good. you can, but I don't <laughs> like. <that. laughs> Jenny, Jenny, can I ask what uh, what what was the dosage? What was it? Would it? It was uh, it was uh, how much was that? It was a hit and a half. Yeah. Oh, okay. One and a half. Yeah, it was one and a half. Things start. Things start getting. I've I've heard things start getting real interesting. You know, about after five to yeah. ten more. <laughs> I, the weirdest thing. I didn't, want, happen- I didn't want to do that to her though. Well, it was the first time. Yeah, like, yeah. The weirdest yeah. thing that happened was I thought that I was a werewolf and that I wanted to go outside. Yeah, I remember that. I said, and no, do werewolf stuff. Yeah, I had to get. I had but to he wouldn't it. let me go, out. Let go outside. He's like, yeah, yeah no, you're yeah. not a werewolf. It's then, like, just calm down. <laughs> yeah, then she, then she forgot about that. I did for. Well, yeah. I still remember it now, yeah. but I did think I was a werewolf, though. Yeah. For some reason. I was, yeah. <laughs> I just sat there fucking looking at my laptop talking to David Bowie. We listen to a lot of David Bowie. We listen to some David Bowie. We listen to some Nick Cave. We listen to like all kind of stuff. It was pretty awesome. We had a good time. Yeah. But, you know, the next day I felt like absolute crap. Well, you know, all your neurons were firing fucking double time. It's really weird because it it made me like so happy that the next day my face hurt from smiling so much. Yep, 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 yep. Like everything, like, yeah, like my cheeks and stuff were all. Yeah. Like sore. Yeah, she was looking at the screensaver on the fucking television, and she was this moving. <laughs> well, and the clock. Remember the clock on the oven? I thought yeah. was in Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like Chinese characters. Yeah, yeah. Like I, the weird thing about it is that you know that it's not. Like you know that you're seeing things. Yeah. But it's okay though. Yeah. No, it's, it's all right. That's what I mean about <laughs> being drunk and being sober at the same yeah, yeah. time. Like you know what you're seeing isn't real. Yeah, yeah. You guys know what she's talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not, yeah. No, it's like, you know what you're seeing isn't real, but at yeah. the same time, you're kind of like enjoying it. That's yeah. what's nice about it. Yeah, you just kind of let it happen. Because like when it. you drink, it's like sometimes when I drink a lot, like sometimes we'll be drinking a lot in the house and we'll yeah. be watching a movie. And then the next day I'm like, did we, what was that movie we watched? I don't even remember what happened. Yeah. You know what no. I mean? Because like the whole second half of it, I just like, blacked out and I don't even remember but it's like that was was a very um, you know it was a very lucid 
experience. Yeah. It's yeah. like the best. Well, that, that's a good from. that's a good dosage for that for the, an experience like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, if you take a whole lot, you know, a lot of people really start to you start to question what what is the very fabric of reality, and yeah. a lot of people start feeling like it's actually giving them an insight into something yeah. even deeper about is, reality itself. You know, the thing is though is that you know what I mean. The source we got, we weren't really sure what it was we were taking, so you can't take a bunch until you know the source. Yeah, your first time you don't want to. Yeah, because this was the first time we were getting time, it from right. this. Right, we don't we didn't know person. exactly what it was until you try it. And then, you know what I mean? The, the best. Uh, we're talking about back in the day, okay? I'm going back in the time machine, all right? Back in the fucking 80s. The best shit I ever had was like, it came out of a university laboratory. And this is back in the late 80s, all right? And I did like four, I did like four hits of that. And that shit, it's a damn spiritual experience. It had. Yeah. It, the, the 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 four hits together it was album cover and the album cover was the cover from dark side of the moon <laughs> you know what i mean with the damn triangle and the damn prism with the prismatic light coming have you ever seen pink floyd's dark side of the moon yeah, album? Yeah. oh yeah yeah that's what the four hits was i took that whole fucking album right there and uh yeah yeah you're uh, having a very spiritual experience and you're all that you know what finding out your place in the machinery of the universe and how you're interconnected with <laughs> that and then how you are watching yourself from within and the universe watches you from and it just is it is a singularity and all that kind of stuff you know what i'm talking about <laughs> and that you know and you're no, sw- no, no. you're swimming in the singularity and you as an individual don't matter because you're the universal consciousness and you are watching everyone and everyone is watching you and blah 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 all that bullshit happens See, that's what I liked about it, though, because like you said, it's (laughs) kind of like it gives you that feeling like and and I told my sister this like after afterward, I told her, I was like, you know how you see like all those movies with all those like ex hippies and stuff that Mm -hmm. used to do LSD and they're talking about overall one and everything i'm like i get that now yeah yeah because that's how you feel right yeah like i'm sitting there by our like back window and like looking out at the trees and everything and like baby cookie was like next to me like looking out the window and i'm looking down at her and i'm like me and the cat and the outside like everyone out there was like we're all one man yeah 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 and i was like i get it now yeah i get what they're talking about yeah I don't but, know if it's true, though, but it is. Well, no, but it's like, that's what it feels like. It all depends, you know, because what it is, you're stepping back and you're looking at it. You're looking at the big picture. Yeah. And I, yeah, right. that's what I that, liked that's, about that's it. What that's it what I liked about it. Because it, it's good right. to get, like, out of your own head, especially right, yeah. somebody like me that's, yeah. like, in their own head all right. the time. So it's good to kind of, like, right. back up and get out of your own me, head. Me, I come back to reality and realize that I'm me and y'all are a bunch of you motherfuckers. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then <laughs> y'all are a bunch of yous. Yeah, yeah, y'all are a bunch of yous. And I got my <laughs> own shit I'm doing. And... Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I think the a lot of people I think it's kind of dependent on who you are too. I think creative people and more intellectual people really like it, but I think there's a fault in then thinking, oh, this is the answer. Because uh, I've seen some pretty dangerous people and some pretty stupid yeah. people on it and uh it just amplifies what they already right. are yeah 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 and, and another thing is it's not the answer not at all no 
Like Nothing that, is. There that, is no answer. That temporary situation where you're looking down at everything and looking at the big picture and see that's really only under the I think that is a true. I think that is a truism. You know what I mean? That point of view, what you're seeing. But that's not your mission right now in life. You know what I mean? You as an individual have things to do to complete the tapestry of reality. Yeah. So when you kind of come back to reality, you have to do what it is that you have to do. So yeah, doesn't mean you should change your priorities. All that Timothy Leary shit about, hey, man, uh, because we can get high, we can see this and that. Let's just fuck off and like sit around in fields and shit. And not wash our <laughs> un- and not wash our underwear and shit. <laughs> that, that's that's not the answer. Well, it's a little self indulgent. Exactly. I'm just saying I like it for the perspective that it gives you. Like yeah. it does give you a perspective where you can actually get outside of your own head yeah. and see yourself in like uh you know like in a larger milieu if you want to yeah. put it like that. That's very good, I think. But if you get to a point where you're just doing it all the time and you just get like totally like slip, you know, like solipsism about yeah. it. It's like, that's not right. good. Obviously no. anything that's like putting you back in your own head is not. What's good. more important is to understand that higher view of a reality, come back and then do the things you have to do to help society build the technological things we need to build in order to transcend the limitations of humanity. Like yeah. Say, well, everyone has their tiny little part yeah, to play. That sure. way, we can be, we can live forever. Maybe if we, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're yeah. laughing. But no, I, I believe so because the so con- you're, a, you're a transhumanist. Transhumanism, but not really in the same way that they're talking about in the in in like uh, the, in the technological aspect. Like uh, some of these guys in big tech, they're trying to do some shit that I don't think will work. Yeah. You're you're you're. Your consciousness that is intertwined with your brain, your physical brain, your consciousness seems to be a bunch of quantum particles. It's like a quantum field, and they're all interconnected with each other in quantum superposition. You might want to call that your soul. And your soul is kind of, if the brain were to disappear, those particles may hold together in a, in a, I think they do, based on my personal experience. That if your brain were to disappear, much of what you would call your point of view or your consciousness and your identity might hold together for at least a while. I think it might hold together forever, but science says at least for a while. If you could somehow get that quantum cloud and then separate it from the brain and put it in another medium, like an artificial brain then you might live kind of forever in a new medium. So what I'm talking about is, is what were to happen if you got old to where your body was getting fucked up and decrepit and you had still, you were getting ready to die. Maybe you go into this quantum spirit world. All right. But let's say you didn't want to do that. Let's say you, you I want to stay here. I got to complete this work I'm working on. And this work that I'm working on might take two years. Yeah. You can then take that quantum cloud and download it into, say, like a virtual reality inside of an internet. And you might be able to live on in the internet for a few centuries. You know, gaining new experiences, virtual experiences, coming up with new ideas, contributing to mankind, building things, inventing things, 
uh, communicating with the living through the internet. There's a lot of stuff you might be able to do post-body. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not immortality because the planet is only going to live for so long before the sun burns out at its maximum. It's only, you know what I mean? The internet would only be there for as long as there's electricity in a civilization. Yeah, as might long be as there's in, someone in, there to maintain it. As sure. long as there's someone there to maintain it. So let's say you download yourself and you live on for another two or three hundred years. Okay. That's still not unnatural. Because if the internet that supported your consciousness dis- disappeared, you'd move on into the spirit world where you were going to go anyway. Yeah. So why not do it? Well, if you have something more to contribute, sure, you yeah. can hang around You're later. Like, yeah, my body's going to die, but my mind can be kept alive inside this fucking internet. And let's go in there for a little while until the internet vanishes and then I'll die. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you can contribute to mankind. Yeah. So I don't see the problem. Some people are fucking, you know, upset. Alex Jones is upset about transhumanism. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Because he thinks He's we're supposed to. He's upset about everything. Well, he about. wants us to go to heaven immediately. No Man, one's going to there's heaven. There's so Come much, on. but well, let's. I don't. Let's not say that. There, <laughs> there might be. An, I believe there's an afterlife. It's probably not what's talked about in the Bible, but I believe there's an after existence. And I think you've had experiences that lead to that, exactly, Tom. So exactly, exactly. So, but when you talk about deep time, the universe has deep time involved billions and trillions of years left. What difference does it make if you live for another 200 years inside the internet? Yeah, the universe really doesn't. The, the universe doesn't give a shit. It's just life extension. It's not immortality. I think people tend to, well, uh, you know you know why it is, but it's like, I, I do feel like people uh, have an inflated sense of their own importance in right. the grand scheme of things. I hope you're not talking about me. No, I'm just saying okay. people in general. <laughs> people in general. <laughs> It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, everybody's cool. And it's like, well, as long as you're cool and like you have something to contribute. Okay. Yeah. Like you living another 200, 300 years. If you have like some shit to contribute. Well, I don't want BTK living another 200 years. <laughs> well, I don't. I think, don't want to listen to his bad poetry I think for event, another couple centuries. I think, event, I think eventually, and we're not talking about too far in the future, you'll have an Internet that's so powerful that it will be able to contain in databases that are so powerful that we'll be able to support the consciousnesses of millions of people. Yeah. I think Frank, okay. didn't Frank Tipler talk about that kind of stuff? They had some shit like that on black mirror. Yeah. Remember that where that woman was dying in the damn hospital and she was living a virtual life. And yeah, that, yeah, yeah. She was living a virtual lesbian life in another fucking alternate reality. So just yeah. life. Remember that shit? Yeah. yeah that's, but I, that's a great, that's a great, that's a great episode. Yeah, Remember well, that? Yes. That okay. show. Yeah. So I kind of think that that is the next thing to come. As we age, we download into a virtual reality and we'll live there for a while. And as technology's ability to store information kind of fucking exponentially grows, There'll be more and more people living inside that damn internet. Yeah. And then you'll have a situation where you'll have artificial bodies that these internet people can inhabit, like spaceships. And they're doing space travel or drones or motorcycles or cars or even robots that you can, or it looks like a humanoid robot you can walk around in. So you can jump between yeah, an internet that. world and then the physical world where you're inhabiting a damn robot. Like the, thi- a- the thing is, though, is like, this is what Serfiel and I have talked about this a lot about the transhumanist stuff. And like, who gets that though? 
it's obviously going to be something for the elite like john q public just isn't going to be able to uh get downloaded into the system and well yeah my, yeah, yeah. My broke and, and have his oh, and yeah. have his robot suit okay okay well at first yeah true at first it'll be rich people and eventually it'll be pretty much everybody because you got to understand you have in your pocket right now a cell phone that could have never existed back in the 40s only a tr- even a trillionaire couldn't have couldn't have owned that but no. isn't this going to happen alongside of the advancement of ai to the point where ai will be so much you know superior to human consciousness or i have i have going to wipe us out Here like we why go. why would they keep us around like, here we go i kind of have a feeling that that the the AI situation will go similar to what you saw in the Dune novels. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we have the Balerian Jihad. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Yeah. I, I think that once AI is demonstrated after a while, people will go, this shit's dangerous. That's what I think will happen. And then they'll go, we have to limit AI to only do certain functions. Well, that's what Skynet happens, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, if I were to go back in time and work it all out between T1, Skynet, and the early 80s, Skynet should have happened already. Right, right. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, Skynet probably should have happened. So that tells me that true AI is harder to do than we think. I think that I, is true. Yeah, yeah. I kind of think it yeah. is. I mean, I, I read several books on the topic where, I mean, because there is a, a huge chasm between... The way AI works and the way Human an organic work. human yeah. brain works. Yeah. And I'm not sure. We're not it, digital. Yeah. It's like I'm not sure that chasm can ever be breached. I'm not saying never. But I'm just saying if, it's, it's, yeah. it's different. If it's, we get to the point that we can contain human consciousness, then we'll know the real science behind creating consciousness like ours. I think so. so. In that case, AI would probably be along to a further yeah. extent by yeah. that point. I think probably what will happen is basically along the same lines that you're that you're thinking is that by the time AI becomes possible, we will know more about human consciousness and artificial consciousness, and we will make the decision of whether or not we want AI. And I think we'll get AI. We do have it already, just that it's a limited version. But if you make AI, you're trying to make a servant, not a master. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So if you start making it and you go, you know what? This is not going to be a servant. This is going to be a going to be the boss of me. I don't like it. So, and I think they're going to, I think they'll be able to understand how to fucking prevent that. You got to keep it in the circle. Right. Yeah. Because you don't want to create some arrogant motherfucker. What was that shit out of the old Star Trek? Lull? Remember? Lull or Lar? That was Data's fucking. Yeah, his brother. brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had to shut his ass down because he was too arrogant. What was his name uh, again? Lore, I think. Was lore, name, yeah, lore, yeah. God, that I know that is crazy. That's... Is that something? <laughs> Means you're old. Means <laughs> <laughs> you're tricky. <laughs> we're all old, right? Right, right. We're we're all getting old, older by the day. Yeah, lore. So that's what'll happen. That's what happened in Star Trek when they made lore. When they found lore, lore was in pieces. And that was because they took his ass apart. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah, we did that for a little while, and then we decided yeah. that wasn't such a good idea. And then idea, they made data. So. They made data who was like the eunuch version. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I guess right. he is. He is that controlled version meant to just be a servant. Yeah, yeah. So I, I predict one thing I can predict about mankind is mankind's arrogance, and the, and, and mankind is not going to want to be told what to fucking do. Well, yeah, clearly, especially yeah. by something that's artificial that he created. So I, I really don't think, and the idea of emergent intelligence from the internet that would have happened already there isn't going to be anything emergent it's got to be something that's forced into existence and it's probably going to have to be something quantum like a quantum computer because what gives you consciousness what what makes me and you feel like we are here at this moment looking through these eyes is not a digital process it's something analog and uh, it's going to be hard to create that you might be able to simulate a conscious creature, but it was not going to be conscious. That thing is not. It's not. That's gonna... kind of what I'm hoping. And like yeah. from what I've read, it does seem like, like I said, the process behind it is so different. It's very different. That I'm not sure, and I'm not saying never because you know, shit happens. But the internet has so many connections and interconnections, and so much data. You would think you would that think that that would be alive. A, that if that. It, it was yeah. an emergent property that it would have happened by it now. Would have happened by now. I mean, I'm not saying that that's not going to happen because right. it might. It might happen tomorrow because why not? Everything's already going to crap. You have, <laughs> you have everyone's computer connected together through the internet. That's more connections inside a brain probably by thousands and thousands of times. I'm sure it probably is. You know, so it would have emerged, and it's not going to emerge because that's not what a computer is. And, that, and it's not what a mind is. A mind is analog. It's not digital. It's just... Although I feel like now that you've said that, like tomorrow... No, it won't. It's going to happen. Like no. I said, just to compound the crappiness. You're just making... <laughs> it's like a statue. You can make as many statues as you want. Statues are not going to start moving. They're not going to become a lot. It's just not, not, it's you not know. Gonna, Yeah. It's not going oh, no. <laughs> to happen. Didn't you see Charles Pop? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Guys, this has been this has been awesome. Thank you so much for like stepping in last minute and uh, being thanks. great and oh. talking about everything from like extra, you know extra philosophical discussion. Yeah, yeah. yeah very, I expected to go. Well, hopefully, hopefully, you guys uh, out there in listener land will enjoy what we talked about. And you've had some drinks with us, and you can fucking merge with us, and we will all fucking. Understand. <laughs> yeah, that, would, that would be that would be awesome. We'll just like have like one long podcast for eternity. Inside the AI machine. <laughs> we're all we're all on ayahuasca and we're all and we're all pretty. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Uh stay on the line for us, guys. We're gonna close this section out and uh we'll be back out to close the show on Conspiracy Normal. Thank you.
All right. Well, welcome back, guys. It's a good spirit normal. And uh, we're going to close out the show, close out this episode. Um, so you guys may have noticed that uh, we are doing this remotely. I am no longer sitting in the studio with Serfiel at this moment. Hopefully the when... Audio, audio quality is probably suffering a little bit, but uh, you guys yeah. can endure with us. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is what it is. We're kind of just doing what we do and just keeping the show going through like this kind of troubled time that we're in. And um, that's kind of what that is. Um, but so we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, this was a really fun episode to do, and it really kind of took my mind off a lot of things. Um, but we are kind of in tough times at the moment. And guys, if you're interested in any way of trying to support us, trying to support what we do, we do still have our Patreon. It is still up. You know, if you guys can help us out, that would be great. We know that people are experiencing a lot of turmoil, a lot of problems at the moment. Uh, we don't, we kind of have like a lot of uncertainty in the world right now, but, uh, we do believe that things will get better. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the strange realities conference about that. Yeah. Um, we are still at this moment since it is still like at the end of September, we are still going ahead with it, but we don't know what is going to happen here in the next few months. So Stay tuned. We will make any kind of announcements. We're not uh, canceling at the moment, but I know that people are thinking a lot more about what is going on right now in the world, and you're not thinking about coming to Nashville at the end of September. Uh, we do think the possibility that you know flights may be cheap to come out here by then. So if you're still interested, you can go to strangerealitiesconference.com. Uh, but we will be, if we have to change anything or we have to maybe make it one day like we did before, or we have to do anything, we will let you guys know. We will post, I'll post on my, on Conspiracy Normal. I'll post on, uh, my own Facebook page and we will make announcements here. So just, you know, keep tuned on that, what we're going to do as far as that goes. And, uh, I think that's it. Man, if you're ready to close out the show, give us feedback because, you know, you guys are listening to a lot of podcasts right now. So thank you guys for listening. And we will be back next week on Conspiranormal.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.